welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. When I was reflecting on what to share today, the thing that bubbled up the most is getting to the heart of decision making. Seems to be something that folks are really kind of struggling with around me recently. And of course, with the ever so perfect timing of the universe, this episode is being released on my wedding anniversary. Today, October 7th, marks nine years married to Mr. Michael McGraw, the ever-so-wonderful producer of this show. (laughs) So with nine years married and 17 years behind us, I thought to myself, holy cow, this is so perfect for the subject of decision-making. You know, we often struggle with things because we think there's just so much on this decision, you know, whether it's changing careers or jumping into a relationship with somebody. And if you kind of give this some thought, some decisions for some people may be really difficult while they're very easy for you. And in other ways, a decision might be very difficult for you and quite simple for someone else. So it isn't actually ever the thing that we're making a decision about that's the issue, right? Or else deciding to partner with somebody for a really long time would be difficult for everybody. Or deciding to change careers would be difficult for everybody. Deciding to get married would be difficult for everybody. Deciding not to have children would be difficult for everybody. I don't know about you, but there's several folks I know who those very decisions aren't or weren't difficult at all. So, the reason why I bring up my wedding anniversary for today is because there were a couple of moments in our relationship leading up till today that really illustrate this point. When I first met Mike, (laughs) he was on stage rocking out with one of my dear friends. I instantly fell head over heels. I was brand new to Los Angeles. I was 18 years old. And unfortunately, when I followed him out after he loaded all of his gear off of the stage, there was another gal that was hanging around him. Bummer for me. (laughs) But luckily, I wasn't too off my rocker about it. And I thought, oh, well, it is what it is. And I moved on. Cut to only a few weeks later, Somebody who I was working with at a restaurant in Sherman Oaks, the valley of Los Angeles, invited me over just to hang out. Again, I was new to town and I was making friends. He was the drummer of the band that I had seen Mike in, but I didn't put two and two together that I could even potentially see Mike again in my near future. So I follow this new friend home just for hanging out after work. And guess who's sitting on the couch when I walk in? (laughs) There was Michael. 
hanging out, watching the tube. Cut two. We are sitting on the balcony of his apartment that he shared with that new friend that I followed home from work. I honestly can't remember what he ended up doing for the rest of the evening, but Mike and I went to the balcony and proceeded to talk for three to four hours. He had broken up with that girl, all of this stuff, but the biggest point is is that we were so excited just to get to know each other because we clicked. It was so easy to talk, to share, to be vulnerable. It was great. So moving forward... I thought to myself, I have to date him. I have to date him. I want to be with him. And everything in me knew, Jess, you are going to have to take your time because he just got out of a relationship. And to be fair, he was saying the same thing. Every girlfriend in my life at the time could not believe how focused I was (laughs) on making this relationship happen. Now, I didn't go and act like the puppeteer and do crazy things. Not at all. I was just so excited. And with Mike and I having these conversations about how to move forward and how open he was about saying, you know, I'm not looking for a girlfriend, but I think there's something really great here. So if you're willing to take it day by day, so am I. And I said, yes, I absolutely am. Everyone in my life thought, Jess, you haven't dated much, because I literally lived in the dance studio back home. You just got to Los Angeles. What are you doing? (laughs) It didn't matter to me. It didn't matter. Everything in me, I had a full body yes that I wanted to move forward in dating Mike. Did my brain come in and let me know, hey, this could go south real quick, real easy? Did my brain also come in with going, the communication in this relationship is already on 10, but what's the flip side of that? At some point, he could say to you, this doesn't work anymore. Oh, my heart would cringe. But I still had this full body. Yes. Cut to about seven years later. Clearly, the relationship worked out. (laughs) And for the first six, seven years of our relationship, Mike and I were very open about, you know, I don't know if it's really that important to get married. You know, maybe we'll be like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell and just be partners for life. We had such a great bond. We had such great communication. We had such great trust that we really didn't necessarily see why we would need to throw this giant wedding and get married. And I would check in with myself and go, yeah, it's really strange. I just don't. It's not really a big deal for me. Until it was.
after several friends of ours started to get engaged when we were in our late 20s, it started to kind of bring it back to my attention. And I remember my gut starting to bubble. Is this something that's really important to you? And I started to get a full body yes. Thank God when I brought it up to Mike (laughs) and I said, you know, I'm thinking getting married is actually something that's on the table. And I know that for the first several years of this relationship, we have kind of had a contract that that's not what we were going to do. But now it fits. And now it's something that I would really love to do. What do you think? Thank God, with zero hesitation, he went, sure, I would love that. (laughs) So, of course, I then said, okay, now don't tell me when you're going to do it, how you're going to do it. Take your time. I just love that we're on the same page. But to bring it back to the whole point of today with decision making, I had such a full body yes in even going into the relationship with Mike, it didn't matter what opinions other people had or even my own brain had. Then when it came to the idea of getting engaged and getting married, it really didn't seem to fit for me. It wasn't a full body no, but I was kind of in this, uh, it doesn't seem to matter. And that was okay. Until the moment came that it did matter. And I had more full body information on what was important to me in moving forward. So here's my point. The only reason why decision making, especially when it comes to things that look like they are really big, pivotal moments in our lives, the only reason why it looks extra difficult and that there's a lot on it is purely because there is so much mind chatter around what it looks like to make that decision. And we try to picture what the future would look like post these decisions. And then we make decisions based on these made up futures. Do you see how confusing that can be? And what I'd like you to open up your eyes to is when you know, you know. When you know, you know. It doesn't matter what's coming up against you. You know what's right or you know, well, yeah, what's right, whether it's a yes or a no. Now. I know that there are some out there going, Jess, there are things I do need to make decisions on. There are timelines involved, and I still don't have a full body yes or no. I would venture to say that you're probably chewing on it 24-7. You're probably in your mind trying to figure out what the best decision is for the best outcome. But all of that is made up. All of it. 
think back on in your life, everybody at some point has a reference point that they can touch on where they had a full body experience of what to do next. In fact, you do it all day long, you know. Without even thinking about it, you make decisions on stepping on your right or your left foot first when you walk. When you shift your weight from the right to the left when you're sitting in a chair. You may automatically get up to get a glass of water and you didn't even think about it. See, we have this internal GPS system, this internal knowing that's with us all of the time. But it's very distracting, very distracting, and makes it very difficult when we're all up in our minds trying to figure out what to do as opposed to allowing the knowing to be drawn out of us. And here's my final point. Should you make a decision that unfolds in a way that does not feel right, right? Should you make a decision that in the long run you are not happy with? You can always course correct. You can always have a change of heart. You can always do something different. It's only in our judgments in our mind that we've either absorbed from society or from what we've, you know, recognized in our own growing up and what's been modeled for us. So we try not to make bad decisions because of what so-and-so did or who, you know, But the reality is when it comes to your life, it's so important to stay in flow with what feels right in the moment. And if something feels right and then in the long run doesn't necessarily work out the way you would like it to, again, there's always purpose in the journey. The things you learn about yourself about life. It's information gathering, always. It's never a waste of time. I think we should end it there. Now remember, if you ever have a question for me or would love to have me talk about something specific, leave me a message on the hotline. That's 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-J-E-S-S. Here's to all of your decisions. Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week.